Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we'll check in with Jonathan Kongbo, rookie with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's from BC, so how does he feel about facing his hometown team? And how has he adjusted to life in the CFL after playing college ball in the States? Also checking in on the Winnipeg Municipal Golf Championships and one of the men who has done very well at that tournament over the last few years. Plus, we'll head to Swift Current to talk to one of Team Manitoba's very successful cyclist. He's won three golds and a silver coming off a broken collarbone. That's on the podcast. But we will start with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, our 48-hour preview here. Ahead of the game against BC, joined on the line by Jonathan Kongbo of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jonathan, how are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Good. It's been a couple months since we had you on the show on draft night. Uh, how has your transition to the Canadian Football League gone so far? Man, it's been great. You know, it's uh, been mostly a learning a learning experience, you know, kind of just learning the yard off and the three downs, but, you know, I think as the weeks progress and, you know, now that I'm back on the active roster and playing, it's starting to come along. So basically every little rule that can be different in the CFL is different from the American football. Is that what you found? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of the tempo of the game. It feels like you're playing a different sport really. Now, I think it's there. Is there more to learn offensively than there would be on your side of the ball defensively, or do you still feel like there's a lot of little things you got to get down? Uh, no, I mean, as far as technique, it still is football. You know, football is football, but I'm just talking more as like the flow of the game, you know, having like first down, second down, and it's usually a punt. So the game is a lot faster, and mm-hmm. uh, special teams is a lot bigger up in the Canadian uh, game. So, but I've been enjoying learning it so far. What was the biggest learning curve for you? Uh, like I would say, just the tempo of the game. You know, um, I'm used to being like around 265. I realize I can't be that big up here and with all the running that I have to do. So it's just like, you know, getting in shape, the conditioning, and just like the running it entails. So when you finally got to be on the active roster and make your CFL debut a couple weeks ago, what was that moment like? Man, it was crazy. Um, it's been like less than eight months since I tore my ACL. So it was just like uh, a lot of mixed emotions, but you know, it, it quickly ended, you know, once you get that first hit, you get the jitters out the way and then you realize, you know, you're just playing ball out there. And so for you, that must've been a, a, almost a relief to know that your body was, was ready and able to handle it again. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You know, all the unexpected movements of football and to you know just to come out that game okay and the next game okay as well so i'm just i'm just feeling good right now man and to be on a team that is 6 and 2 and first place in the CFL West Division that's got to feel pretty good too oh yeah it feels great it feels great you know we've been we've been practicing really hard so i know we put the work in so it's even nicer to see it uh you know come together on game day so now in your two games on the field, what have you felt about the action? I know you've talked about the pace, but actually getting out there on the field, how different is that from practice? Um, it's a lot different. The yard off feels a lot longer in game than it is in practice. But, um, you know, other than that, uh, I find it actually it's easier in game than actually practice because we practice pretty hard. Coach makes us run to the ball. So I find in game, it's actually a lot easier once you get into the floor and everything. 
So you have BC coming up on Thursday. What do you know about the BC Lions? Man, so I'm actually from BC. So it's playing my hometown team. Um, you know, I know they got a good quarterback, a good team. Um, you know, their offense is up and coming. Uh, so, you know, they're going to come out here and they're going to play us as best as they could. And, you know, we just got to do the same. You know, it's nothing special, nothing different. We just got to go out there and execute. So the fact that they're one in seven doesn't factor into anything. No, no, we don't. We don't worry about that. We just look at it as zero, zero. It's every game is a, a game of its own. So we don't look at records. So we're just going to play them like we play any other team. Now, being from Surrey, BC, did you ever go to any Lions games growing up? Yeah, growing up, I was always there. That's actually funny. Um, like uh, Adam Big Hill, I was always there at the little like uh, kids festivals. I was always there, always there around Andrew Harris, and you know now being their teammates. Uh, it's kind of like a complete circle, and you know, obviously playing BC, I'm really excited about this game. Have you talked to them at all about that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we talked it up. We was in the hot tub, talked about it, and you know, they remember seeing me. And Big Hill actually coached me in my senior ball out in BC, so yeah, nice. that was interesting. And now you yeah. get to play for the team that I guess there are no allegiances now that you're in the CFL. You're playing for the team that's on your jersey. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. It's the team that's on my jersey, and it's the Bombers right now. So let's keep it rolling. Do you have family that would maybe be a little conflicted about who to cheer for Thursday? Oh, no, no, no. Family ties, they're, they're Blue Bomber fans. As soon as I got drafted, it all switched over. Family, friends, everybody. Nice. So you spent some time on special teams during your first two games here. How, how important has special teams been to the Bombers this year? It seems like it's been such an X factor for your team. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a point of emphasis that coach makes. Um, you know, we, we take a lot of time in meetings, a lot of time in practice to go over our things, perfect our things. So um, special teams is really important to us. And, you know, it's actually interesting because coach, you know, weekly, like one week I may be on one, on like a punt or punt return, next week I may not be. So it's all based on matchups. And they do a good job finding the weaknesses and who to use that week. So it's been good. When Janarian Grant comes in and returns two punts for touchdowns in his first game, what was that like? Man, it's electrifying. The whole sideline, we were like, oh, we, we knew he was good because we've seen him in practice, but we didn't know he had it like that. Man. So it just, you know, it was definitely a momentum shift there. It had all of us ready out there to go out there and perform just like him. And when the, when the player makes a hole and the whole crowd starts to realize, oh my gosh, I think he's gone. The whole building just feels so electric, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it honestly gives us more energy out there. Like, we, we feed off the fans, and they were great uh, last Thursday against Calgary. So we just we just feed off them and keep it going. And when something like that happens on the defensive side of the ball, you now, obviously, if a special team touchdown happens, the defense is about to come out on the field. Does that amp you up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it amps us up. It amps us up. You know, it's time to make a stop, get the ball back. You know, we even tell ourselves we got to score now. So we can't get showed up by, you know, a different unit. So, you know, it's just competition all around. But when we see a guy like that make a play like that, it definitely gives us a little boost on defense. Well, Jonathan, I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me tonight. Best of luck Thursday night against your hometown Lions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You may not know this, but the Winnipeg Municipal Grand Final Golf Championship is coming up 
this weekend. And we're going to talk to a couple men who are involved in this. First of all, Brian Melville, who has won the tournament the last three years. Brian, good evening. Hello, thanks for having me on the show. And Dave Kamaski, who is the Municipal Golf Operations Coordinator. Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, Christian. How are you doing? Thanks for having us on. So, Dave, we'll start with you. Just explain this tournament. Well, the uh, so the grand final this weekend, Christian, is a, it's a culmination of uh, two municipal championships that took place last weekend. We had uh, 105 guys competing at uh, the Kildonan Park Golf Course and about 45 guys competing at Windsor Park. Uh, and 30 of those guys qualified to compete uh, this weekend in, in our grand final. So it's, a, it's an exciting weekend coming up for us. Now, Brian, you qualified, obviously. You are the last, the winner of the last three, so is everyone gunning for you? That's correct, yeah. I, uh, I've been fortunate uh, to win the last three, and uh, I fe- definitely feel the heat on me, but uh, hopefully uh, there's, I got some more luck on my side this weekend. So, Dave, where is this weekend's tournament being held, and how many days is it? Uh, it's being held at the Kildonan Park Golf Course, Christian. We, we alternate uh, year-to-year between Windsor Park and Kildonan Park. So this year happens to be uh, at Kildonan Park, and it's uh, first round goes Saturday morning, and the final round is Sunday morning. So it's a two-day event. Okay. Brian, how many rounds a year would you play at Kildonan? Uh, I only uh, make an appearance there just for this uh, for this tournament. It's uh, it's always on my calendar every year, and uh, I try and peak for that uh, for that tournament. So I actually haven't been there for two years. Is there a particular reason why this doesn't make the rounds on your schedule? Is it just because it's it just you don't get around to it, or it? Uh, you know, I, I I like playing at a lot of different golf courses. I, I I'm very fortunate. I get to play at Grand Pines up at the cabin uh, up at Grand Beach, which I really love playing on Saturday mornings. And uh, fortunately, I get to golf a lot of different courses uh, with work and in scrambles and and whatnot with work. So it uh, I, I just like having a, a lot of options there. But I, I definitely look forward to the for the Grand Final Championships. So Dave, tell me more about the municipal kind of community the men's amateur community that participates in these tournaments well it's it's a pretty neat uh pretty neat group of guys christian i've been uh i've had the good fortune of working in the golf industry for 25 years and and uh i'm new to the city of winnipeg uh golf services department about a year and a half so this is my my second go around with the with the municipal championship and now upcoming with the grand final you know, it, it's uh, public golf is extremely healthy. There's there's a lot of people playing Windsor Park and Kildonan Park and other public golf courses. That's, uh, um, but but it's a uh, you know it's, there's uh, there's there's guys who can really play. I mean, Brian Brian is a testament to that. He's you know as you mentioned, he's going for his fourth in a row and fifth, I believe, in eight years, Brian, if I'm if I'm correct. And so there's yeah. you know there's a lot of guys. There's there's Manitoba Golf Hall of Fame members who have won. Uh, Terry Moore, Harry Brochier, to quickly come to my mind and. You know, so there's a there's a strong contingent of guys who are, who are out for blood, so to speak, that are, are trying to win the event, and and uh, then there's also a you know this is this is the Masters to a lot of guys who, you know, shooting in maybe in the 90s or even to break 100 is is a, is a good day for them, and which is awesome. Like it, it it's uh, you know it's a wide range, and, and it's a really really neat dynamic. So Brian, from your perspective, the definition of an amateur golfer is someone who you know this is not what they do for a living professionally. How often do you golf, and why is golf important to you? You, you know what? It's uh, it just I, I well 
to first off, I, I probably get out. I'd probably say fifteen to eighteen rounds a year, and I just, you know, I just love, I love getting out and the uh, hitting the, that little leg around the golf course. You know, sometimes during a, a good walk, but uh, it just, you know, I've I've loved it since I was a kid, and it's just. Uh, you know, just amongst everybody else, it doesn't matter if you shoot 100 or 65. It's it's just it's that one good shot that keeps you coming back. And what are the kind of scores you've posted to win this tournament the last three years? It's it's generally around par that will get it. All depends on you know the like the course is always in fabulous shape. The superintendents have it in just they peak it for this time of the year. Uh, if it's dry and dry and windy they can be over par if it's kind of wet it'll be under par i've been i think i've been as low as 66 um generally it's generally around par though a pair of 69s or a 69 71 type deal nice with uh, brian melville four-time champion of the grand final winnipeg municipal golf championship the last three in a row and dave kamaski municipal golf operations coordinator Dave, do you go out and watch the tournament? How involved are you in the production of this? Oh yeah, Christian. I'm uh, uh, this this past weekend. I, I was on site at Kildonan at five thirty a.m. and I, I left at seven p.m. both days. So I, I'm heavily invested, and um, you know, I'm you know I set up the golf course, I set the pin placements, I, you know I the draw, everything. So it, it's uh, it really becomes my baby for the for the weekend, and and I do. You know, I spend a lot of time out on the golf course, to, you know, just to make sure that the guys are, are having a, a good time. And if there's any rulings that I may be able to assist with, and I mean, I'm certainly not a rules expert, but I, I have a bit of knowledge in that regard. And so I, I, I'm there heavily involved. I usually on sun, Sunday, I'll follow the last couple of groups and, you know, did the same thing um, at the municipal championship at Kildona. And I'll do it again this weekend at the grand final. Brian, it's obviously not the masters, but for a lot of the guys, like Dave said, this is kind of, this is the, pinnacle of probably what you'll do what is the atmosphere on the course is it very competitive is it kind of jovial what's it like out there it, it's certainly jo- jovial there, there's a lot of uh familiar faces every year there's definitely definitely when you're coming down the final stretch there's it gets a little quieter obviously we're all amateurs and uh we're still susceptible to hit a, a bad shot once in a while but uh it, it is a great atmosphere especially after the round it, it really doesn't matter who wins everybody's out there having a good time do you get a lot of family out there cheering for you i do i, I have a pretty good rotation of uh caddies that uh, like to come out with me my wife uh our ongoing joke is even though i'm an amateur uh, and we don't make any money she she gets half my earnings <laughs> um and my dad uh my dad will caddy for me once in a while and um of a of a buddy that comes out for me as well and yeah just just like everybody else in the in the the grand finals there they generally have caddies and there's spectators out there and who's going to be caddying for you this weekend uh that is uh, my wife's choice to refuse and uh, i'll have to find if, if she's if she's not up to it okay so for for you, Dave, what what's it like to see, you know, kind of regular guys out here having a good time, but also showing off that they've got some game? Oh, Christian, it's awesome. You know, as I as I alluded to earlier, that, uh, you know, I worked for uh, 15 or 16 years for the, the Provincial Golf Association and, and uh, um, you know, those events are, are, you know, highly competitive and, and most of the guys uh, that are playing in those events are, you know, uh, uh, seasoned competitive golfers. And, and so 
so there's, there's there is a lot of that in the municipal championships, and and I mean the grand everybody who qualifies for the for the grand final are certainly seasoned golfers, but it, it's uh, you know, as Brian said, it, it's it's a really neat dynamic. When when I was following the last few groups on on Sunday this past weekend at Kilbonan, the you know the guys are you know, someone would make a birdie and they'd be giving fist pumps to one another and you know sit around and have a beer afterwards, and it, it really is a neat dynamic, and it's you can tell that you know they've all played a lot of uh, you know different levels of competitive golf and and you know to brian's point that uh, you know here's a guy who you know can compete at a, at a high level and, and and has you know a lot of game and, and plays you know 16 18 rounds a year which is is pretty impressive and then there's there's other guys you know like brian who are who are uh you know playing 15 to 20 rounds and then there's other guys who are playing 100 that are that are out there every day and, and grinding it and so it's, it's a really diverse neat dynamic brian do you ever feel like you could go a little further with your golf game uh, <laughs> no, I don't, you, you know what I've, I've just in the past recent years, I've, I've been starting to think about possibly trying my luck with the Manitoba mid amateur. Uh, and I, I'm seriously going to consider that. Uh, I just, you know, with a young family, I just don't have the time and, you know, that takes a lot of commitment to play at that level earlier on in the year. It's just, you know, I, like I said earlier, I just try and peak my game for this. This is my the, the the grand finals is my is my masters of the summer, and that that's what I like. But you know, it it we'll see, we'll see. It's uh, but it, it does take a take some work to play play at that level. So, what do you got to do to bring it home again this weekend? Minimize the bad shots. It's the bad shots that hurt you. You just uh, you can't it's 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 patience as well you just can't you you make a bogey or a, a double bogey or miss a putt you just can't let it bother you it's a, there's 18 holes there's lots of lots of opportunity to make birdies out there and you just can't force it you just got to let it happen and dave if regular folks want to come out and watch this can they no oh, absolutely Christian. yeah for sure we uh we actually have our uh, second running it's a newer event but we have our women's municipal championship which is taking place this weekend as well so the 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 men will go out first on Saturday followed by the women, and then the women will go out first Sunday followed by the men's. But uh, the public are welcome to uh, come and check out uh, Kildonan Park Golf Course and the conditioning that it's in. It's, it's uh, I had a, an older gentleman on the first tee at uh, Kildonan on the weekend tell me that he's been playing at Kildonan for 42 years and he's never seen the golf course in better shape. So uh, we certainly would welcome the public to come out and watch you know, the high-caliber golf and, and to, to check out the golf course. All right. Well, Brian and Dave, I thank you both for coming on the show tonight, and best of luck this weekend. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Now, let's head to Swift Current, where biking, mountain biking events wrapped up today at the Western Canada Summer Games, where we find East St. Paul's Ness Dowling, who joins me now. And Ness, how did things go for you today? My day could not have been better. Uh, I came in today to an event that I felt I wasn't very strong with, and I came out of it with a silver medal and held on to my overall position in first. So I'm pretty happy right now. And uh, tell me more about what that race was. So today we had the short track uh, cross-country race. It was kind of a modification at the last minute because of all the rain here. Basically what it was, it was a kilometer-long course, and everybody raced for half an hour. And there wasn't a whole lot of technical riding to it, but uh, it was just a really quick 30-minute all-out mountain bike race. Now, you mentioned it's been raining in Swift Current a lot. How does that affect cycling? Well, it 
significantly impacted the mountain biking. It actually canceled the two events we had planned. The trails got so muddy that if we had ridden on them, we would have permanently destroyed them. So they had to cancel what we had planned for us. And uh, they completely changed the course and altered the event just so that we could add an extra race on today. Uh, we didn't race at all yesterday when we were supposed to. So the rain really played a huge impact on what we did with the mountain biking. How do you find physically the difference between road cycling and then mountain biking? Uh, you know, honestly, I haven't done a whole lot of mountain biking in the last year. But for me, it's um, it's a lot more upper body in the mountain biking. It's something that I don't get a whole lot of in the road. And um, it's tough to keep it up. It's uh, it Really, it's more exhausting in my arms and my chest and back than road cycling is for me. And why is that? Uh, just with the terrain of mountain biking, you, uh, you're rolling over logs, you're pumping your bike up and down, you have to throw it side to side sometimes. It's, it's more of a full body workout with the features that the trail gives you than just the open road. And you can't go as fast, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so what was the process like leading up to the Canada, uh, Western Canada Summer Games for you? How long was the preparation? Uh, for me, it was a little interesting. Back in May, I crashed at a bike race and broke my collarbone. So it kind of threw off my entire training plan. Um, but basically about, well, I've been, I, my training all summer has been, uh, after the crash, it was on the inside on the trainer for about five, six weeks. And then, uh, I was back outside putting in some big miles, doing long rides again, just to build up that endurance that I'd lost over the time inside do you get hurt a lot during uh, your career or is this one of the rare injuries you've had uh i think i'm one of the more accident prone cyclists out there i you know my high-end career hasn't been that long so far um i've done maybe three or four major races but i crashed twice now last summer i uh, actually face planted knocked myself right out i'm missing about 15 minutes of life oh boy. in my head um <laughs> So, you know, it's uh, I've had two big crashes now, and, I mean, it's compared to some people, it's not a whole lot. Compared to other people, they go, holy smokes, what are you doing? Why haven't you quit yet? So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. It's, it's an occupational hazard. I understand the risk of cycling, so I have no issue with it. Is this one of those thrill-seeker sports, or, is, or do people maybe not understand the kind of danger that can go along with cycling? Uh, I don't – I wouldn't call – road racing and an adrenaline sport mountain biking a little more so uh for me it's not a thrill-seeking thing and i think that people definitely underestimate cycling and how dangerous it can be sometimes what's your kind of top speed the fastest i have ever gone was at the same race that i crashed in uh-huh. uh i hit 91 kilometers an hour on a descent oh boy how does that feel yeah that was you know, you're not thinking about anything other than making sure your wheels don't move. <laughs> you, you just want to, you, you can't hold the bars too tight. You can't hold them too loose. You just, you're purely focusing on not crashing, but it's pretty cool. Don't hit a pebble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get started in cycling? I've been cycling for, well, a long time now. Uh, I've been seriously racing for about six years ago. I joined the provincial team and I started with a development program. I moved up relatively quickly. I spent a year in the Devo program and then moved right onto the provincial team. And, you know, over the past couple of years, I started going to bigger and bigger races, doing more 
to racing in the States. And then just this past year, I joined a trade team out in Ottawa, kind of the next step to get me into the higher level racing so I can do some of the professional races and bigger international stuff, not leaving the country, but, you know, seeing the high-end world-class athletes. What drew you into the competitive nature of it? I'm not really sure. Uh, I've just always loved racing my bike. Um, for me, racing is just one of those things where I get out there and I can forget about everything else and just enjoy the race. Um, I don't know if there's any specific thing that drew me to the racing, but it's just something that I started doing when I was younger and I've always loved it and I just haven't wanted to stop yet. Have you, do you play other sports? Uh, I used to ski, downhill ski. I don't anymore just because cycling at this point needs it's a full-time a full-time gig to do to train this much so i've kind of crossed out the other sports faded them into the background but uh yeah i used to downhill ski okay so what's next for you what if someone that gets into cycling in manitoba how far can you go you know, you can. It, it depends on how much time you put in. We have uh, one of our athletes, Leah Kirchman, grew up in Winnipeg, and she's now one of the top female athletes, top female cyclists in the world. She a couple of years ago won the world championships with her team uh, for the team time trial, and she still races at the very top level. Uh, so it, it's it's really up to the athlete. For me, I just want to keep going as far as I can. I have no certain goal in mind. I just want to keep on training hard and racing bigger and see how far I can get with it. Other people in your family cycle? My whole family races. All five of them. So it's a family affair. Yes, it totally is. And is that part of maybe why you, you're stuck in it right now? Um, maybe. I I wouldn't say it's, uh, it's a huge factor of why I still race. It's nice to, don't get me wrong, it's awesome to have my whole family into it so they can help me along and they understand it and everything. But uh, I'd say I'm probably leading the charge on the family cycling front right now. So before I let you go, just one final look at the Western Canada Summer Games here. So two golds and a silver, is that right? Three golds and a silver, actually. So I won the road race. Uh, I won the time trial on the first day, the road race on the second day. And then we didn't race yesterday, and today I placed second in the short track, and I won the overall as well. So three golds and a silver, hard to do much better than that. Have you? Are you happy with what you've accomplished? I am more than happy with what I have accomplished. Um, I was hoping to do fairly well in the road races. The golds were awesome. Uh, but today, the silver and the mountain biking, it was, it was fantastic. I really didn't see that one coming. Well, Ness, I appreciate you coming on today. Congratulations on your success, and best of luck as you cycle forward. Thank you very much. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?